award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, we're back in Studio B here in Nashville. And, all right. Uh, we've had a few shows out on the road, and we're yeah. glad to be back. So, uh... uh we got Mr. Jason Holland back with us today. Gentlemen. Yeah. Glad to be back. Welcome back, Jason. Thank you very much. What is this, the fifth appearance? Man, you're becoming I, I, a regular. Well, I mean, whenever I get the shirt, <laughs> when I get the shirt with the logo, that's my official oh, welcoming to being a regular. Okay. All right. Maybe we can find him one somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. What size? What's, well, we won't go. Well, we don't go. I mean, do we <laughs> tell you my figure size? Good Hey, Lord. that's a good segue. Big. You know what? We could get him a hat. We could. We could start off with a hat. Well, anyway. I, I'll take what I can get. Okay. All right. What are you holding there, Don? I'm holding the uh, one of the new caps that is available at GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. And I'm wearing, this is my favorite right now. Yeah. This is the hyper cool navy blue. And uh, but, I like it. But this is available on, on the online store as well. It looks good on you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So like Don said, shop.GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. Right there on the screen, Todd, if you want to cut to it so people watching at home can see it. Uh, all that fun stuff right there. The new navy blue one is out there. Uh, the mesh navy blue is back. The mesh back with the navy on the front. And then the blaze orange for all you fall uh, deer hunters and those guys that need the na uh, the blaze orange out there. We've got that one. All 20 bucks. I think all the hats are 20 bucks, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we're sold out of this one right now, but keep coming back. We'll try to get some more of those in. A lot of fun stuff. And then I've, the keychain. I've seen a lot of them out. In the world, and, yeah, uh, I have and, too, and that's great because uh, I know Cindy, our our uh, assistant here, has been working her fingers to mm -hmm. the bone getting those things <laughs> fulfilled. Because uh, exactly. you know, the order comes in; that's the easy part. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then we got to make good on it, you know, and get it in a package and get it out to the right address and everything. I know. So, a shout out to Cindy exactly. for uh, for getting way those, to go, Cindy. Those yeah, where will we be without Cindy? I know it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll Between Cindy and Ty, we'd all fall apart. I know. <laughs> I think so. You're probably right. I, I think. I'm right. I don't know. I gotta think so. Yeah. So yeah, and keychains too. I don't know if you can see those, but keychains uh, online shop .com. And then one thing that we're excited about too is the magazine. The magazine is now available. Finally, on in the store. So uh, one year subscription for ten dollars, two for seventeen, and three for twenty five. So get three year subscriptions. Better deal. Can you believe ten bucks for a whole year subscription of that yeah. magazine? Is crazy. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Keep that handy to read. I, I mean, you never know when you need that magazine. Yeah. <laughs> keep it in the truck. Keep it in the backpack. I mean, I read it all the time. Yeah. On the plane. I got to catch a flight in the morning. I'm going to have it in my backpack. All right, good. So, good for you. Right, sign up. Good. What are you waiting on? Get your license and sign up. I think you need to keep the fishing guide near you because, you know. Well, I, I need all the, the help water. I can get, let's be honest. <laughs> I read a lot, watch a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, well, you have to. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get stuck in your ways, and I have a tendency that I like – if I was successful doing it one way, I well, if it worked then, it's got to work now, yeah. and then I keep going over and over, and then you got to stay on your game. Uh-huh. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, make sure you visit the store and uh, check all that stuff out. Um, what are we talking about today? Bed fishing? We're is talking about said? bed fishing. Uh huh. It is that uh, it is that time of year, and so water's warming up. Bass are ready to start doing their thing, and uh, today, uh, this time of year, is a great time to get out. Uh, not only just because finally we get some warm weather. 
getting through the winter and you get uh, you get some really nice sunny days. But more importantly, this is about the time you're going to catch some of the biggest uh, bass in the lake, and uh, they're very very predictable. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about uh, bed fishing. We'll talk about sight fishing for them while they're on bed. We'll talk about blind casting, uh, which means basically you know where they're at, you just can't see them. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Talk about the tools to use. Talk about hooks, rigs, all the fun stuff. All right, cool. So hopefully you'll give you some some ideas. And we're going to we're going to touch on some rigs that we've talked about in the past, but we are. that are specifically used for this time of year. Yeah, we uh, are. Uh, you know, we we did a show and it was kind of the uh, going to Tokyo, and uh, yeah. we're going to talk about the Tokyo rig. <laughs> it is a uh, it's a fantastic bait. Pretty much year round, but this time of year, it uh, really does shine and gives a, uh, a different presentation. It makes it really easy to, if you don't know how to do it, all components are kind of built for you to do it. So okay. we're going to talk on that. So cool. it should be a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to follow your lead. What do you think, Don? Yeah. We'll, just, we'll let him. You will let me go? Let you go. you turn me yeah. loose? And then we're going to see what kind of questions I got once you show me some of this stuff here. Well, I, hopefully I will, uh, I will stay on point. But uh, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about rigs. Uh, you can, can – we back up. So fishing on bed for people that don't really know what that means, that's just the spawning process mm-hmm. where all the bass uh, in the lake will slide up shallow. Shallow being relative. Mm-hmm. Shallow depending on what tarp, what lake that you're on. Old Hickory, for example, they could be a foot deep. Uh, shallow on Center Hill or Dale Hollow or Tim's Ford could be 12 to 15 foot deep. Mm. So gotcha. when you think of the spawn, that is when they're going through the process of reproduction. A small mouth will bed, or they will make their bed where they're going to lay their eggs much deeper uh, than a large mouth. Large mouth likes to be shallow. Okay. Well, the other piece that they like to do, I haven't done drop lights. Did you see that? <laughs> I like Lord, that. Lord, you talking to me? <laughs> Flash from heaven. We'll let Todd work on that. We'll All right, keep hey, going. Todd. I, mean, I know I'm not pretty, but, I mean, geez, didn't turn the lights out on me? Come on. Uh, he'll figure it out. All right, so we'll uh, – large mouth are going to be much shallower. And uh, they're going to bed. They want they want to bed, uh, or they want to lay their eggs on a hard surface. Uh-huh. So, depending on where you're at, uh, what that will look like. So again, Dale Hollow Center Hill is going to be on rocks. Sure, uh, it's going to be on in protected areas. Mm-hmm. Old Hickory, for example, silt bottom. Right, it's uh, part of the Cumberland, the Ohio. It's a very uh, silt bottom, so not a very. Uh, there's very few hard places or hard bottoms in the lake. So they'll look for. Uh, like ball um, root balls uh-huh. on grass. They'll okay. look for any type of rock, so riprap. Uh, they will look uh, on trees, anything that they can deposit those eggs, and those eggs will stay in place, and so they need a good, solid foundation to do that. So that's bed fishing. Uh, females come up, they will take their tail, and they will fan the bed, and so that you'll hear that term, and all it's doing is just clearing everything off and trying to get mm-hmm. uh, get the house ready for the sure. more babies to arrive. The male, then, is kind of the protector, and he will come in, and once the, uh, once the eggs hatch and turn into what's called fry, which are real small baby bass, the male will then protect the bed and protect the fry until they give it old enough to uh, and bigger so they can move out on their own. Very quick, high-level version of what that looks like. Uh, get some more interest again. I'm a big fan of YouTube. Go out, spend some time researching, understanding what's in happening in nature. And once you do that, then you'll understand how you catch the fish better because right. you'll actually understand what they're doing. No different than going deer hunting. No different than going turkey hunting. you got to know where they're going, what they're doing, where they're bedding. Yeah. Same concept. And this is just hunting yep. fishing style. Yep. Different times of year, different baits, different 
locations and all that kind of. Fun. You got it. Uh, again, they're they're a living animal and they're very predictable. And mm-hmm. so this time of year, which is great, because again, all the big ones are coming out. And what it does is it eliminates a massive amount of water on the lake. And so as if, if you're fishing, you want to try to put your bait in the area that's going to have the most opportunity to catch fish. Sure. Right? So you got a big, bass, big, massive body of water. Well, the more I can eliminate water or eliminate areas that the fish are going to be, it makes my productivity, productivity go up that much better. What's great about this time of year is that's already done for you. Mm. They're all going to the back of creeks. Yeah. It's great, especially if you're a bank fisherman, because now – the disadvantage of not being able to get into a boat and go across different places of the lake uh, to go find fish that may not be where, you, where you're where you at, they're all coming to you. So <laughs> if you're a bank fisherman, you're a kayak fisherman, now is a fantastic time to get out. Uh, weather's great anyway, but you're going to have opportunities to catch some of the biggest bass in the lake, and they're all going to be right there at you. Right. Do you say there's an advantage from fishing from a boat or fishing from the bank? Do you do you fish away from the bank or, or to the bank? You know. Well, I mean, it, does it matter? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, let's just be honest. Being in a boat, it, it's you're going to be advantaged. Uh, and there's a reason why, you know, you go out and you spend the money and all the effort of having a boat. Just because, again, it gives you more opportunities to go to different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the advantage of a boat in bed fishing is if you're from a bank, uh, you're – you're going to be kind of locked in. I mean, unless you want to go out and hoof it mile after mile. <laughs> I'm not built for that, so <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm going to have, like, maybe a couple pockets that I can go work around. That's, you know, I mean, that's just pretty much what you're limited to. Where a boat, you can go into, let's say, a creek or to a pocket, mm-hmm. fish for whatever fish are on bed, pack up, go hit the next one. So you just, again, you can cover, obviously, more area and right. give, you more, give yourself more opportunity. That said, if you're bank fishing and – there's in your ear, you know, decent sized cove. Let's just say uh, you're in Davis Corner on uh, Old Hickory, for okay. example. You can that's a, a bunch of shoreline you can walk, and there's several areas that you can potentially catch a really big fish on bed in that one little pocket on Old Hickory, and you can walk it. So it, you're not as disadvantaged this time of year being from a bank fisherman uh, because typically, if you're in the bank, you're throwing as far out as you can mm-hmm. and you're trying to catch fish uh, that are in transit moving through that creek. Well, if you're in a boat, you're doing the opposite, right? You're typically you're uh-huh. throwing toward the bank, right. and everybody's always had that whole kind. Of, well, why are you in a boat? You throw the bank ashore, and you're in the shore. You're trying to throw. Well, all you're doing is you're just trying to get the bait, f- you know, far away from you again, so that they're not uh, seeing you. Uh, you're not bothering them as much, and so typically, if you're in a boat, you're trying to catch fish that uh, have on the bank mm-hmm. because you're going to be in areas bank fishermen haven't been. Well. It's the same is true if you're bank fishing when you try to get out deep yeah. because everybody and their mother has been fishing real close. And, and so you try to get your bait further out where fish haven't seen it. So gotcha. don't know how we got down that rabbit well, hole, you know. but I mean, there, <laughs> that was a tip for free. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we got a lot to go through. So we're going to move kind of quick. Sure. Um, we won't go too far into the weeds, but there's a couple specific personally that I like to use when I'm bed fishing. When I say bed fishing, I'm fishing for fish, for female fish that are on bed, and I'm sight fishing for them, meaning I physically can see the fish. So I have pulled off, and I'm sitting, uh, you know, pick a, pick a distance, 15, 20 yards away. I can see the fish, and then from there, I will be, didn't make a repeated cast to that specific fish. So that's what you call sight fishing for a bedding bass. Okay. That's, that's it in a nutshell. So there's a couple um, specific lures that I like to use, as well as specific rigging. So uh, we'll hit some of my favorite. Sure. My all-time favorite is 
I'll get it up here, Todd, so you can see it. I get yelled at every single week that I do this because I never show it up. It up. Shoulder height. I got it. Uh, it's a wacky rig. Uh, we've talked about wacky rigs in the past. This is the weighted version, and all that the weighted version is is just again, it allows me to get it out, let it it'll go, it'll drop a little bit faster. Uh, I can fish in that specific zone and then reel it back in and do it over again. I am I am consistently throwing to this same fish mm. in this scenario. Uh-huh. I see her. She's at she you know she's agitated. She's upset. She doesn't want my lure on her bed, uh, and that's that's how you catch them. So I'm consistently throwing back over and over and over, and it drives her crazy until eventually she bites because again. She is not biting because she's hungry. This is you're completely tapping into the opposite, uh, opposed to a feeding bite. Uh, I'm I'm tapping into I'm making her so mad. Yeah, you're in my home. Yeah, yeah. It's somebody walked in your house and jumping around and acting like an idiot. You just want them out of your house. The mad mom bite. It's, it's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Could not. That's actually in the the handbook. The mad mom bite. <laughs> if it's not, we're gonna put it in there. But that's all you're trying to do. You're trying to agitate her so much that she winds up. Not necessarily biting it um, to attack it per se, but more important, she just wants it out of that bed. Uh-huh. That's she wants it away from the area, and that's where you catch her. So the wacky weighted wacky rig. Uh, this is a VMC product, super great. And again, it's it's a slow fall, and we've talked about it. But we won't go too far into it, but again, I'm over and over and over. That's a great one. Now we talked about it earlier, Tokyo rig. Tokyo. Fantastic. What's great about this is because you're going to put your you're going to put your lure, uh, your plastic lure on there, and you're going to have your hook at the bottom. What's great is you I can throw this bait in the middle of the bed, and then what I will do is just sit there and and pop the slack in my line, making the bait uh, jump around and move around. Uh-huh. But I'm never actually moving the lure out of the bed, and that's that's the big key. I want that bait to stay in the middle of that bass bed as long as I possibly can, but still give it action. And a Tokyo rig is great because that weight is sticking sticking down here in the bottom, and your lure is just again moving as you as you're popping your line and you're not moving the lure itself. You're just moving. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, you're not moving the weight. You're just moving the lure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives that opportunity for to make Big Mama even more mad. Uh, <laughs> mad to- Mama bite. Yeah, Mad Mama bite. So the weight's on the bottom, and that lure is still free, uh, moving around and just making it really really mad. Uh, another way is. Uh, this was the weighted wacky rig that we talked about. Right. This is just the uh, unweighted version. Okay. Now, uh, I've got a little tip trick for you. Uh, this is just a uh, trocar. It took me a second. It's a trocar <laughs> hook. Do you like that free just completely froze out there, Todd? I'm going to need you to edit that out because it sounded like my brain just stopped. I'm like, what is the name? It's a trocar hook. It's, it's a brand trocar. Uh, anyway, we won't go too far into it. But what I do is I actually cut a piece, maybe see it. I actually cut the top of the packaging off uh-huh. and drop it in my little baggie. And so what I do that is now I've got my hooks in here. I can look at the top of the uh, the tag of the product that I bought. And so I know that, hey, this is a Pro V-Bin one aught. And so whenever I start getting low, I don't have to look and say, oh, hey, is this a one? Is it a two? Is it a one aught, two aught? I just clip the package out, know exactly the brand, know exactly the model, and exactly the size. And I go get your... these. I go get these little plastic bags at Hobby Lobby. You can get a thousand yeah. of them for like four bucks. Tip of the week, right there. You're welcome. Uh-huh. You're welcome, gentlemen, <laughs> ladies, and gentlemen. and ladies and gentlemen. Come on now. Jeez, I, just, <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Uh, this is just the weightless version of the wacky rig. So, uh, huge fan of that. Uh, another product that I really like. If you can see this or not, this is by a company called Decoy. 
they are a Japanese-based company. But what it is, it's we're all familiar with the drop shot. Uh, if you're not familiar with the drop shot, just go Google it, and there's 4 million uh, videos and different things out there. But mm -hmm. a drop shot is actually originated as a catfish rig, and I was throwing a drop shot rig for catfish back when I was seven, eight years old and had no idea it was called a drop shot. But all you're doing is you're getting your weight on the bottom, and you're getting the hook and your lure separated, and you're getting it up top. So you got a long line weight on the bottom, and you got your hook, give or take, two, three foot above. Uh -huh. Be careful how long that leader is. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to clarify something here right now. So Major pause. Yeah, right I got a lot of flack on the Carolina rig video, that uh, podcast that we did. And I said my normal length of a Carolina rig on my leader is about six foot. Well, I, I, apparently that I just blew everybody's mind. <laughs> Everybody said I was wrong. I was an idiot. Uh, I was not telling the full truth. So uh, there was one gentleman in particular. His name is Jeffrey Makula. Oh. That's a good friend of mine. Uh oh, called him out. Yep. It uh, took a lot of liberties in explaining how wrong I was about uh, the Carolina rig, which, by the way, he may be the ca best Carolina rig fisherman that I know. So I need to clarify. Okay. My six-foot leader on my Carolina rig is if I'm fishing somewhere clear, a Dale Hollow, a Tim's Ford, uh -huh. a Center Hill, uh, if it's clear water, I want my leader longer. If I'm on Old Hickory, if I'm on Barkley, and it's, you know, it's dirty, it's silt bottom, that's going to be anywhere between one and a half to three foot. Okay. So I have clarified. All I right. have cleared it up. <laughs> I am not throwing a six-foot leader on Old Hickory, which... I think it probably would work, Jeffrey McCullough, uh, but I'm not doing that. It's a much smaller leader. So I got that clarified, and maybe he'll get off my back. Maybe. I don't know. So your drop shot leader is how long? Uh, drop shot leader and Carolina, Carolina rig leader, they run a very close parallel, meaning the dirtier the water the shorter. Uh, the shorter it is. Okay. Because, again, you, you got this disturbance going on, so you're getting the fish's attention, and you don't want, if it's too dirty, uh, they're not going to be able to see the bait. Because, again, you're, you're, in a, you're in a Carolina rig. You're not doing a bait that's got a bunch of uh, a bunch of flapping or a bunch of appendages. Typically, uh, you're throwing either, for me anyway, I like to throw a Senko or something real small and subtle. And you're, if you get it too far, it's going to lose its attention. So if it's dirty water and he comes down and he's checking out Old Hickory and he's checking out your, uh, your weight that's banging on the bottom and you got a six-foot leader, and it, he may never even see it. Never right. See it. Uh, in a clear water, obviously, they're going to use their lateral line, which we've talked about, which is how they feel the bait. But they're also going to use their eyes and actually see the bait. So drop shot, same way. If I'm going to fish dirtier water, if I'm in dirtier water, old hickory, 18, 18 inches to two foot, that's about as far as I want to go. All that this is is a beefed up drop shot uh, equivalent. Sometimes it's called Bubba Shotting. Sometimes it's called Power Shotting. I know. I love to say Bubba <laughs> Shotting. I think it's the greatest name of any technique I've ever heard. Uh, so for all the Bubba's out there, you, Bubba shot. Yeah, you actually have your own presentation for bass fishing. But Power Shotting is, uh, it, it fits more really what it is. And all you're doing is you're taking a drop shot rig and you're beefing everything up. Uh, I like to do this. Uh, Mike Parsley uh, here at the TWRA. Yeah. Mike and I have had many uh, heated discussions, <laughs> all friendly, uh, but Mike is on the persuasion of the other way. So he likes to use real light line and use a spinning rod, and he's just a more finesse approach, and that works wonderful. 
Uh, I am just not very good at using lighter line. Uh-huh. If I get a bite, I want to pull their tail through their mouth <laughs> and everything I got. And so if you do that on a spinning rod and light line, you're typically going to either bend out your hook or break your line. So this is a nice way that I can fish how I want to, throwing a bait caster, throwing 14 to 16-pound line, and everything is just beeped up. And so what's really neat, is, again, this is just a basic 3 aught wide gap hook, so nothing real special about the hook. But what they've done in the eye is they put, gentlemen can see, yeah, uh, they put a swivel, yeah, and so it's got a line tie at the top. But what's really cool here at the bottom, it's got this little. Uh, Todd, hold on. Well, there you go. Never see it online, camera. but you can try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a little clip where you just hook your leader line, okay, and down to the weight. So what's really great is that. So say you're throwing 18 inch leader and it's just not working. Well, all you have to do is just pop your line out of this little clip. And put a two-foot or a three-foot leader. It's uh-huh. super quick. But wow. even more important is that if you get hung up and your weight gets hung up, all you get to do is pull real hard, and that line will pop out of this uh, little clip. So all you really lose is your weight, and you still keep your hook, and you still keep your soft plastic. Right. Okay. Uh, that's why these hooks are really uh, – the snaps are really ingenious in that model. But mm. same thing we were talking about on uh, the Tokyo rig. It's just another version of the weight is going to be sitting here in the bed. And you're just going to – you raise your rod tip, and you're just moving it. Um, uh-huh. Some guys will take it, and they'll just take the other hand and just pop the line. Uh-huh. You don't want that weight coming out of the bed. You want that weight sitting in the middle of it, and you want the action of the lure. So we've got to hurry because we've got a long way to go. Okay. We're, still, we're still talking about sight fishing for that. Uh, <laughs> the last thing is the Ned Rig. The Ned Rig is just a downsized version of a shaky head. Uh, it's typically three inches long, and it's a real nice, compact – same thing, throw it in the middle of bed, let it sit there. Okay. Some of the lures I like to use. Oh, by the way, if uh, I will show one more product. If you want to use a drop shot, but you don't want to go all the way to the power shot, but you don't want to stay all the way in the finesse side like Mike Parsley does with six-pound line, uh, they make a product that you can use a heavier line, typically a 10 or 12 and it's just it's a four out hook, and it's just a bigger it's a bigger version of the drop shot. Uh, it's made by Rebar, which is a Gamagatsu hook. But anyway, we digress. So let's talk real quick about some of the actual soft plastics. Um, the, and all, will all these work with the different rigs you've talked about mostly? Yes, there's nothing in here that won't work that won't work with any of them. Some of them work just a little bit better. Gotcha. So uh, here is a Bass Pro version of a uh, straight tail worm. But if you look at the worm itself, it's actually got it. The corners uh, are a little bit thicker, has a little bit more soft plastic. So this is great for wacky rigging because it's heavy on the side, and as it goes through the water, oh yeah, it's just made the wacky rig a little bit better. So weighted or unweighted, it's a great way to do it. Uh, the number one stick bait of all time, really what started them, was the Yamamoto Senko. Still is the gold standard. They're expensive, but there's a reason why they're expensive. And so these work great for uh, shaky heads. These work great for drop shots. They work great for power shots. They work great for wacky rigging. All of those, they even work for Ned Rig. You can take them and cut them in half and use half of it for a Ned Rig. So uh, these are really good. The uh, Missile Ned Bomb, probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, Ned Rig bait. Great action, but not it's not overpowering, which is very, very important. So... Another quick tip, which is uh, I'm giving away one of my secrets. Uh-oh. But uh, on – how are we doing on time? We good? Yeah, about three minutes. Okay. Oh, jeez, we're not – on your Ned Rig, take a small swim bait. Uh, 
This is more of a clear. This is a great. Uh, this, this specific bait is great for clear water. If you're on dirtier water, get one that looks like a bluegill, but put it on a small swim bait, put it on a net head. And so now you've got a swim bait profile sitting in the middle of her, middle of her bed. Guess what likes to eat bass eggs? Mm. Bluegill. Mm. Small shad. Um, lizards work great in the spring because salamanders love to eat bass eggs. So uh, all the more reason to make mom mad. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. you're giving her more things that she hates. Uh, they make small, soft plastic turtles uh, for baits. Wow, I never seen those. Yeah, that, and again, it's everything they're trying to provoke her to bite, and those are the things that drive her crazy. So take a small swim bait, put it on a net head or a small shaky head. It's great bed fishing bait. So. Well, we, we talked about bed fishing where you're sight fishing, where you're actually physically seeing the bass. Old hickory is tough to do, actual sight fishing, unless it clears up because it is a silt bottom, so there's a lot of right. silt in the water, and you don't see them very well or at all. That time is when you go, it's sight, it's bed fishing, but you can't see them. So what that means is you're going to a specific area, and you're either going to drop an anchor, you're going to drop... Uh, a power pole if you have them on your boat, or you're going to tie off to a tree. You're going to put up, you know, a, a uh, some guys will put bamboo stake and drive it in the ground and tie off. The, however you're going to do it. But what you want to do is you want to get into a decent-sized cove, and then you're just going to blind cast. All that means is you're throwing up to a bass that's on bed even though you don't see it because you know this time of year that's where they're going to be uh -huh. at. Use a lot of the same uh, techniques, a lot of the same lures that we talked about, but – where you get a little bit different is you need to cover a little bit more water. A so faster, right? You'll, you, a little bit faster because, again, you're not, you're not very pinpointed as you actually physically saw the bass. Uh, what works really well is top water. So a popar is a, a, pop is a small little uh, popping bait, got a cup mouth. So every time you pop it, it kind of spits water. Mm -hmm. uh, popar is kind of the, the standard term, but it's a spitting or a, pop, or a popping bait. Fantastic mm. because, again – uh, here, here's what's really cool with it is that if you're working it, again, you're working it really slow because you're, you're, you're focusing on a specific area. So you're not in a hurry. You know where the bass are going to be at. Yeah. So you're not just trying to burn a crankbait or a buzzbait or something. You know the general area. So as you're working that popar, a lot of the times they will come up and they won't actually bite it. They'll just come up and then roll on it. All that means is they come up and they're just hitting it with their mouth closed or they're pushing it away. They're just trying to get it away from their bed. Mm. Well, that remember that spot on your head try to pinpoint it because <laughs> that bass just told you where her bed was at then in that case you can turn around and pick up some of the techniques we just talked about and throw to that spot repeatedly over and over and over right uh remember you're not going to get bit uh like a big thump typically it's going to be a real small subtle little tick because she's not typically she's just putting her mouth on it moving it and dropping it so anything, if you see your line move, make sure you, this is the time of year you have to be a line watcher because you may never even feel the bite, you'll see the line taking off. So uh, kind of went over a bunch, but again, uh, go out, educate yourself, follow TWRA, uh, follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Jason Holland YouTube. Fishing. Jason Holland Fishing. Uh, and again, guys, don't forget the three main things in life, your faith, your family, your fishing. So hope to see you out there. If you got questions, feel free to hit me up. I'd love to talk with you about it. All right. Awesome. We hit a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, man. And I'm sure we could have talked more. I had some questions, but we'll get into them later, you know. Uh, I like the fact that you have that bait that you find. You find the beds. You, there's another bait you can use to try to get to exactly get to that right. point. Get, get them to commit to something, even though they may not bite it. Then you, from there, you got them pinpoint your uh -huh. head, and you'll catch the biggest fish of your life. Cool. Thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, Enjoyed it as always. Jason. Thank you.
We'll have you back. Maybe. Maybe with a Maybe. shirt. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do. Guys, get ready. You may see a logo shirt one day. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, thanks again. Don, thank you. You bet. You bet, Jason. Don't forget, shop.goutdoorstennessee.com for some of this new gear. And we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.